What's up, everyone? It is Frandria Friday, July 19th. I'm here. It's Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're here with Andrea Renee, of course. What's up? What's going on, Fran? See, my name's Fran. We combine the two into Frandria. That's right. It's been working pretty well. I feel like it's a brand, maybe a t-shirt someday. You know, it would be a cool t-shirt to make. <laughs> I, I, said, so. I tweeted that it was Frandria Part Do oh. since we hosted together yesterday. I know. It is a rare treat for us. Uh, today, we've got some big news. There's, uh, there was a Stadia AMA yesterday, so there's a, a little more information in there about why they are insisting they're not Netflix. Super Mario Maker 2 is one of the best-selling games of June. we got a little more stuff than that, but stay tuned for the, the news in just a second. If you don't know already, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where you can watch us live at 10 a.m. Pacific time right here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. And if you are watching live, you probably know by now, but if it's for, if you're a first-time viewer, you can head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and actually tell us during the show, hey, you messed this up, here's a small correction, and uh, ideally keep it to corrections because sometimes we just get random opinions and it makes it hard to read through them. I know I'm a stickler about it. Everybody's like, oh, We're I'm, I'm going to leave more because you said it. And trust me, I know. But anyway, we do appreciate the help if you are watching live, everyone. Um, and if you're not watching live, you can catch us later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can also listen to us on podcast services around the globe. You can check <laughs> us out. We don't have paper. <laughs> That's right. I know. We're we saving the trees here. We should here. slam our laptops down when we do this. That's the rich might break them. I'll right, you think can, about it, friend. Yeah, you can catch us on uh, roosterteeth.com as well. And uh, yeah, just search for Kind of Funny Games Daily. And also, we're on a show called Gamescast. I'm just going to throw that out there. If you like weekly Shameless podcasting, plug. yeah, mm-hmm. you all know by now. Check out Gamescast. It's our weekly show this week. We talked about what Marvel Alliance 3 and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I don't even remember. Greg went on like a 45-minute rant on Marvel Alliance 3. You're going to want to check this one out. It is live, I believe, for Patreons. What, right now? Yeah, right? patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames at the silver tier? Question mark, I think. And speaking of which, Greg Way, to be a part of the show, you can head <laughs> over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free and all that Gamescast stuff we were talking about, too. So... All right, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Andrea, I think you had mentioned you had a little bit of housekeeping. I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, so you guys know that um, I'm part of What's Good Games. Our new episode is out this morning, but... A special thing that we're doing today, um, we're partnering up with our friends over at Polyarch, who you might know as the developers of Moss, a fantastic yeah. VR game. They released a expansion, well, DLC, I don't know the c- correct terminology, called Twilight Gardens uh, last month, and they made a special poster created by artist Joy Ang, and they gave us 15 codes and 15 posters, so if you Ooh. want a code and a poster, um, we are giving them away at patreon.com slash what's good games. Uh, we have a post there. All we require is that you guys just leave a comment on the post and then we'll randomly select 15 people. Um, if, if you guys are, have been interested in trying out Moss, I know uh, Greg really liked it. They talked about it on the PSVR show and um, they have a new little piece of content out there. So awesome. Yeah, check that, that out. Sounds really cool. Check the post for the poster details and you get a game code to potentially yes. 15 of them. Yes. All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash what's good games. Correct. Go check it out. Also, we need your help. The Lego Podcast Studio could be made, what, in real life? Is this pretty much how it goes? So uh, yes. Kebabs made the kind of funny set that we're sitting on here today with Legos. Barrett, can you pull this up for us? So, yeah, yeah if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. uh, Lego has this thing. I believe it's uh, kindoffunny.com slash Lego. Lego. Yeah, L-E-G-O. Kindoffunny.com slash Lego. Head over there, which will redirect you to the link. If we get 10,000 votes, 
you actually will be able to get, I guess, the kind of funny studio as a set. And it's pretty it cool. It might become a reality. Might become a reality. In order for us to get it in front of the folks at Lego, we have to have 10,000 votes minimum. Right. Now so, we, we, so we made it past the 1,000 mark, which, what, what did that, that guarantee us? That extends the amount of days ah. that we have to get 10,000 votes. So as you can see on the page here. We have 193 um, days left. Yeah, so we hit that 1,000 supporters mark, which extended the amount of time we have to get more votes and it's super easy to sign up it takes just a couple of minutes to to make a, a lego.com account so you can vote um as you can see here kebabs did a fantastic job recreating the set here at kind of funny look at me with my little ponytail it's pretty cool it's got like the adjustable walls and it, it, it's got kevin, kevin on the controls the that's probably my favorite part about it uh it's pretty amazing uh, some quick math for you. You have like 52% of a year left to get these votes in, but don't delay. We got 193 out of 365 days. <laughs> is this your make good for the math from yesterday? Yes, it is. And we also have 13% of our votes in. So that's the number we care about the most. Only 13% of the votes. We're way behind where we need to be, yeah. even if we have a lot Come of Come on, best friends. It only so, takes uh, a minute. Spread the word. And actually, you could share this photo on Twitter and stuff uh, and say how cool would this be and get your friends to shamelessly help us vote as well. Anyway, seriously, thanks everyone who has participated so far. It's really neat. Also, Greg Miller has been talking about his 100th platinum for longer than I can even remember now. It's I feel true. like it's been all year. The day has been set July 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific time. That is this coming Monday? Yep. At 4 p.m. Pacific time, he's hopping into you probably could guess it, Division 2. He's going to knock out a couple hard mode uh, yeah, missions. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, and we might even help him with it. But that's going to be his 100th Platinum. You know Greg's going to go crazy for that one. So be sure to check that out on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games, which is where you should be right now, actually, if you're available live. All right. Thank you so much as well to everyone who's helped make this show possible, and in particular our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed. Mohammed, thank you for uh, helping us out. Today, also helping us out are our sponsors. We're brought to you by Quip and 23andMe, but I will tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have three stories today. A baker's dozen. Oh, with gusto. Yeah, I've been liking it. They've been Everybody's been mixing it up. Lots of energy. All right, the first big story is that Stadia Pro isn't just Netflix for games, Google insists. This came out of the AMA that I believe they did on Reddit the other day. They're talking, hey, it's it's more like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. The story comes way of Wesley Yinpool over at Eurogamer and uh, says, don't call it Stadia Pro. Don't call Stadia Pro Netflix for games. Google has insisted. Instead, it's more like Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. Okay, I already said that. My bad. All right, in the Reddit AMA, Andre Doronichev, Director of the product for Stadia. I hope I got that right. I was like, what? Um, uh, The director of product for Stadia at Google responded to a question about the free game situation with the upcoming paid subscription streaming service, quote, as it is confusing due to mixed messages. I think we're all right there with you. We often have like scratched our heads in the middle of saying it. Literally in the show show (laughs) yesterday yesterday when we were talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. What the question came up was like, oh, if I'm buying an online new AAA game, like whatever, Watchdogs, do I have to have Stadia Pro as a service? And No is the short answer on that. Uh, More quote from Andre is, uh, to be clear, Stadia Pro is not Netflix for games, like some people have mentioned. Um, Continuing the quote, a closer comparison would be like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. The Stadia Pro subscribers get 4K HDR streaming, 
5.1 sound, exclusive discounts and access to some free games, roughly one free game per month, give or take, starting with Destiny. Yay, these are his words. Um, and so what's interesting to this quote, we'll stop here for just one second. Oh, and, and Stadia Pro is about $9.99 a month um, over here in the States. So what's interesting to me about this quote is we actually did already know that. And that's why it strikes me what you're just getting at. It's like there's been a lot of messaging and you know, that continues to be the question. It's like, wait, to buy the game? What do I have to do to just buy a game and play it on Stadia? It seems to be that the answer is, you know, nothing for starters. Stadia Pro is a separate service. I mean, you do have to have access to, uh, obviously, a Google account, and mm -hmm. you have to have an existing controller for any games that need a controller, or you need an existing PC or laptop, and there's those details, but you literally, seemingly, will just be able to log on, buy a game, and play it. If you do have Stadia Pro, though, that's where you make the jump over 1080p, right? Right. So this is, I'm glad that the they did rates. this AMA and, and clarified this. Do you want to mm -hmm. continue with the story before we go yeah. into discussion about it? Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. So we were talking about why some of the uh, messaging might be confusing. And uh, like I said, the pro subscription is about $9.99. But um, you will also have to pay for new games just for that point of clarity. Full price, pretty much, according to the Stadia chief, Phil Harrison. Uh, and Stadia's website talks about the pro sub, quote, unlocking access to an ever-expanding library of games at no extra cost. Now, actually, that was something I hadn't seen before. So, you know, in the story, uh, uh, Wesley, was it, was like, oh, wait, that does sound like Netflix. So as we continue, it turns out, quote, the ever-expanding library of games at no extra cost isn't a Netflix-style library of content. Instead, expect, quote, roughly one free game per month, give or take. This means no free games on Stadia base version. The free version of Stadia is due out sometime in 2020, uh, still to be revealed. Uh, continuing a quote here, but hey... Uh, this is from Andre. Stadia Base gives you free access to state-of-the-art gaming hardware in our data center. Smiley face. You spend your money to buy the games that you want. You know, trying to stress that, like, we were just getting it. If you already have a TV and all the stuff you need, you just log on, buy a game. So here's the interesting part. At least, quote, growing pool, the growing pool of games, uh, end quote, is in fact, uh, is actually a growing pool of games. So not just one single rotating game that you play free and own that month. Um, but what'll happen is if you lapse in your subscription, so let's say you're a subscriber, you get Shadowkeep, uh, the Destiny 2, which is the first pro game to come out in November. The new one for December comes out and you're there, but then you, you unsubscribe in January. So in other words, right, you're not gonna have the January game, but you come back and you get the February game. You're now a pro member again. You just won't have the January game. Am I describing this correctly? I think so. So, so you will, you'll have any game during your subscription forever. Right. So my understanding is the difference between Google Stadia Pro and what Xbox Live Gold, for example, offers is that currently if you have Xbox Live Gold, you get uh, free games every month. If you download that game for the month of July, you get that game permanently in your library. Mm -hmm. If your gold subscription lapses, you lose access to that game. But then if you resubscribe, you regain access to that game. The difference with Stadia Pro, which is my understanding, mm -hmm. is that 
those games that are out in July will also be available to you in the month of August. They're not locked to the month of July, meaning the pool of free games continues to grow because they don't take them off of the store as a free opportunity. They will leave them up there indefinitely. So if they start with a game in January, by the time you get to December, you'll have 12 free games. So if, let's say in the month of March, you forgot to download your free game, you can still go back and download that in October. Uh, wait, though. I think that's the thing it's saying is not it, right? See, I, I thought that was but, the difference here between you Stadia have Pro to be and a Xbox subscriber at the time of release. Let no, me read the quote no, again no, because no. it is hypothetically, Fran. Yeah, if I have twelve months of Stadia Pro. Oh yeah, if you I have, have a full year subscription, my subscription never lapses. Oh, I just yes. don't log in in the month of March because I'm busy. Oh right, right. Yes. I'm at PAX East. I'm hanging out, playing other games. I can't be bothered to log into my Stadia Pro account and download my free game. If I don't log in to my Xbox Live Gold account and download my free game, the next month I lose all access to getting that game. That deal is done. It's right. gone. Right, that's the way mm-hmm. that PlayStation Plus works as yeah. well. Yes, yeah. And it sounds it to me it. like Stadia Pro is saying, as long as your subscription doesn't lapse, we're not going to penalize you for not logging in and downloading that month. You can yeah. download it the month after. It's funny. Now we're getting into like the, the customer support questions. Like, yeah. and so let me read. Uh, it's we might have to double check the quote, but the quote from Wesley was right. It's worth noting that if you unsubscribe and then subscribe again in the future. Uh, while you regain access to the programs you claimed in the past, mm-hmm. while you're a subscriber, you don't get access to the games offered to pro subscribers while you're on sub. So that what makes, I don't know is if sense. you have to claim them or not. I'm not sure based on that quote. Mm. Uh, now, we should double check the Reddit quote and let's check your wrong. Kind of funny.com. You're wrong if you can help us out. Uh, that's just a, it's funny, the small detail I mean, this of like, is like do super, you have to claim it? Yeah, it's super in the weeds and quite honestly, like the yeah, games that they're the, offering probably won't be worth it anyway. So let's, yeah, exactly. let's not get our panties in a bunch about this. No, for sure. But that being said, the the, the story here was just that, look, it's, um, it's nice that uh, if you... The story is that if I was a subscriber and I mm. lapse, you don't need to worry about losing access to that, which is, you know, potentially a concern. Now, would be even better, obviously, if they're just always there for you. I think you might be right on this, Andrew. It's like, look, you were a subscriber back in November just because you didn't click a button like you have Shadowkeep. You know, that frankly is the way it should work. Right. Um, if I the agree. deal's that right, that's how it should work. So there was some other stuff to come out of this uh, as well that I think maybe is worth Noting, let me just double check the story. Uh, yeah, no, these are just these other details. So people were asking about achievements in the AMA. Um, and so uh, Andre assured, look, I'm a lifelong gamer, a pathological overachiever. I love achievements. Of course, we'll have something similar to other platforms. However, it will not be there immediately at launch and will come a little bit later. We're no stranger to that happening on consoles. Nintendo did that, right? I think. Um you will see the UI for Stadia in November once they launch. Um, but for now, Andre says, you got to trust me. It's looking good. We have a great UX team and we're putting a lot of love into it. Uh, another one that I pulled out of this was we'll get all the basic functionality at launch, play games across screen, no waiting for downloads or patches, social, store, etc. Of course, it's not going to be every feature we announced at our vision announcement at day one. Hmm. But... That's the beauty of cloud hmm. platform. It's constantly improving. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, Fran, uh, it's sounds a caveat. to me. <laughs> now it sounds to me a lot like what Epic Game Store did with their launch. Right. I wonder if all of the people who were up in a tizzy oh, and boy. still are about the Epic Game Store. Sure, you Store, want to go down this road, Andrea? Dude, like, I'm just so, <laughs> I'm just so 
angry about people who are like coming at me all the time being like, you don't understand why we're so upset about Epic right. Game Store. And you're like, I don't. I don't. Yeah. We just fundamentally disagree about it. I, the reason why I'm, I'm making a point about this. Yeah, it's Steam versus Epic. This is now. I, I highly doubt Google is going to go through the same rigmarole that Epic has been going through, even though. It's just clear that when a new platform launches, it takes a long time before they're at optimal yeah. at optimal speed. You For know, sure. I just yeah, no, I mean I it is know. it is a decent parallel, right? Where it's like, look, you have a major platform launch, the game is full price, but you're not going to get mm. achievements. Yeah, um, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not exclusive on the platform. Correct. That's yet. the big I mean, difference that's, that's here, right? And I'm, I'm sure there are people everywhere. yelling in their cars right now. But Andrea, that's what we strive for. Um, <laughs> Just stay on the road and stay calm. Shaking their fist at me. Use That's fine. Um, yes. No, we don't have any Google exclusives announced yet, but don't think that they're not going to happen because as I've mentioned time and time again on this show, every platform has exclusives. You have to. They know every it. platform. Phil does. Harrison knows it. That's why they brought Jade and team in. Like they're definitely doing stuff that we just yeah. haven't heard about yet. Exactly. I mean, tr frankly, I keep saying about stated, they just got to get this thing out the door get it working and it seemed mm -hmm. like when you have a launch that is you have to be a founder just to play it like the launch is in November you have to be a right. founder just to play it if you're not a founder you're still waiting so they they're rolling out this service it's very different than a traditional console launch where normally Absolutely. you would have here's our exclusive game that Jade and team developed uh, it's just one game but we're making more but they don't even have that it's just right. a bunch of third party games that work on this really new interesting technology which nobody else is offering I I think the really interesting part about this story is the clarification because even yesterday you and I were talking about yeah. what does Google's library of games look like? How is like in, in relationship to the Uplay story uh, from Ubisoft and how how is Uplay going to work? And so I did a lot of thinking on this and I'm so glad that they did this clarification because now it seems to me that what Google Stadia is maybe shaping up to be is more of a like a, maybe like an Apple TV model where they're going to have their own content on the platform, but then there's going to be a variety of apps that you can use, much like you can on your you know, Chromecast, right? Like, So you can pull up the Uplay Plus app mm -hmm. on your Stadia. You can pull up you know, uh, a yeah. variety of other apps yeah, on exactly. it as well they're and like not have to pay Google. You're paying the individual service providers for their content yeah, which is I mean, you know, which it, is important uh, an important clarification for exactly sure. Th this is what came up yesterday we we're talking how ubisoft announced just a bucket of titles for its uplay plus games pass thing and they're like oh yeah and that's coming to stadia and so i was like oh that's like a ton of games for stadia all of a mm -hmm. sudden you know all the way back to prince of persia you're going to get through now that service eventually if i you know read all that correctly and it came up it was like wait so can I just like log on to Stadia and buy that Games Pass and like that's all they're asking of me and like the answer continues to be yeah like but you, you still have to have Stadia Pro to do that at least right, right now I thought you don't that's the thing I thought that they're saying here that you don't like you can just buy Games Pass can't you once the base Stadia is out oh yeah yeah right. sorry you see that's what confused me yes you have to have Founders which comes with Pro to play. comes with three months of Pro well three months of Pro but I guess my point is you have to have Founders to play mm -hmm. right now. I'm talking about in the long term, in the future. Right. Like, you can just log on by, you know, or by yeah, the Uplay Games Pass and play that stuff for, uh, I forget if they're nine, uh, 14, is it 14.99 a month? It's somewhere in there. It's I 10 think to it 15 is 14 .99. But, uh, but yeah, so you can just log on and do that. So anyway, it's a world we're all going to have to get used to. But I think that the truth is we stumble because in some ways it's, it's a pretty good deal. And we're having trouble like processing. It's like, wait, don't have to buy a console. They're not making me buy the controller. 
They do want me to have a Google account, you, though. This, this thing I was telling you about yeah. the ads yesterday when I was like, That's this is how they're going to make money. You have to have a <laughs> Gmail account, right? That is going to. Now, I haven't seen that printed anywhere, but I believe, like, obviously. So, guess what? You'll have a YouTube account. Like, that's the long term strategy is get everybody using that stuff more. So, anyway, anything else on Stadia that you wanted to go over? Um,. Not particularly. We talked about it pretty thoroughly yesterday. I do wish they would allow people to have like a, a like a free month trial of Pro after you know the Founders Pack comes out, like next year when, right. when Base Stadia launches, just to see. I, the whole idea of being able to play your games at a different resolution is going to cost you more money. Is kind of like a. <laughs> Yeah, a buy not in a your new beret. thing, you know, for PC gamers. They're like, yeah, if, if I want the highest resolution, I got to buy better parts for my PC, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's why we have Xbox, you know, One X and PlayStation Four yeah. Pro. But it's going to be interesting to see how There's that difference is going to be. I get, I think that's like what we're getting. There's so yeah. much different messaging at once, and they got to really pick and choose their battles. I don't think they should focus on the 1080p versus 4K. Like literally, keep it as like Play Stadia. Here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. If you want premium quality, then that could be a message. Mm-hmm. Then you should get Stadia Pro. But like 4K HDR 5.1, like that gets really into the weeds when you have to read through those bullet points as a new consumer to this. And it's like, wait, I just want to log in and buy Watchdogs. Like, can I do it? Like, that's the message they should focus on, no matter where you are. That, that, and I'm sure that they will. Like, we came out of Game Developers Conference as the first announcement. When you think about it, which is very tech and industry focused, then we got a little bit more around the Stadia Connect at E3. And so, starting to come out of the weeds. I have a feeling there will be, I assume, a big event in uh, September or something like that. Or maybe it's actually probably October, early October. I'm just making this up. But there will be something <laughs> to like really another big Stadia Connect probably, maybe an actual event here in San Francisco. Um, I'm sure there will be something to make sure everybody's clear because it's launching in November, right? So, all right, let's move on to our next story. No stranger around here, Super Mario Maker 2 has been making the rounds and it is the best-selling game of June 2019. This story comes way of our good friend Jonathan Dornbush over at IGN. He's probably down at Comic-Con right now. I think I forgot to mention, you all know Comic-Con is just in full swing right now, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of movie news. Top Gun trailer, uh, Cats trailer, we can Terminator's that for rated screen. R. I'm doing no, a plug no. for screencast. Oh, okay, okay. I was okay. literally, I was, I was, I'm not going into it. Okay. Barrett's all worried I'm going to take over and do screencast. Yeah. Let's talk about that Top Gun trailer. No, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> talked, Joe and I talked about it uh, very briefly but at check, the end of Internet and I did Explorers want to talk about, I was literally going to plug, make sure to check out screencast after this for all your awesome Comic-Con news. Barrett, we're not talking about movie trailers on Games Daily. Calm down over They're there. They're so sensitive this around here that like you're going to talk about like an entertainment story. Fran, you anyway. know what? Greg and Tim and Nick take take a couple days off, <laughs> and then Kevin and Barrett come in here, yeah, pounding their swinging fists. their things around, being like, "We're in charge." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "It's true." And when exactly. you're in our studio, we're in charge. I've been you here longer than you, us. Barrett. You can turn off the signal, right. but you're a part timer. <laughs> you can cut us off. I'll just go live on my right, Twitch. She'll right. go live on Patreon. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. All right, Super Mario Maker. Off. Friday, it's a, we, we love Barrett, By the way, we love. <laughs> we love you, Kevin. I guess we love Kevin. Keep doing your show, all right? <laughs> Let's get to the let's get to the story. Super Mario Maker Two is the best selling game of June 2019. Thanks, Johnny John Dornbush over at IGN. Uh, the Nintendo Switch exclusive Super Mario Maker Two was the best selling game, followed by Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled for June. While the Nintendo Switch was also the month's best selling console. 
Also, big news, but not surprising news if you've been following the decline of the previously next-gen consoles and now current-gen consoles, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the Pro, and all that. According to the NPD Group, reporting the top-selling games of the month and the year so far, Mario Maker 2's launch month surpassed both the original Super Mario Maker as well as the 3DS version's respective launch months. Mm. Meanwhile, the Nintendo Switch is not only June's best-selling console, but also all of 2019 so far. And according to NPD, the Switch is the only console in 2019 showing year-over-year growth. Quote, or sorry, parenthesis, it did, of course, launch later than both the PS4 and Xbox One. That is a good note. But yeah, that's what it's getting at. It is a very, it's a newer console. The other ones are aging out a bit. So it's not surprising, but it is interesting. Uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled had the highest number, uh, sorry, had the highest launch month total in the entire Crash Bandicoot franchise's history, with the previous best having been set by Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy's 2017 launch. Um, all we don't right. need to read that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think most of it is good beyond that. Oh, yeah. Mario Kart. Uh, sorry. Mario Kart. Sorry. Mario Maker 2 and <laughs> Crash Team Racing, which is a kart game. And stay with me. We're followed by Mortal Kombat with a K, uh, 11, which had the top earning spot for both April and May. That's why I was saying kart, I think. I don't know. They all have like kart, K. Anyway. Currently, it's okay, friend. Just keep going. It remains 2019's best-selling game to date, followed by Kingdom Hearts 3. That's Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, NPD also interestingly noted that Marvel's Spider-Man uh, re-entered the top 10 selling games for the month of June, coming in at number 7. And we have more on that after this, about how well it's doing overall. It, um, it is the fifth best-selling game in the last 12-month period and is currently the best-selling superhero game in U.S. history. That is the big news. Um there's other stuff on this list. Andrea, first reaction does it surprise you that with the games coming out in June, Mario Maker crushed it? No, not at all. Obviously, Mario Maker 2 was the standout for the releases in June without question. Um, and it continues to be popular here in July. Again, if you guys have not been watching Andy Cortez stream <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Maker 2 on his channel, do it. It's Twitch gold. TV it's slash gold over Andy there. Cortez. Um, but yeah, this list is, is great. So I'm just going to run down quickly. Uh, yeah, number one is Super Mario Maker 2. Two is Crash Team Racing Natural Few. Three is Mortal Kombat 11. Four, Grand Theft Auto 5 hanging in there. Uh, Amazing, five right? is Minecraft also hanging in there. <laughs> Six is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Seven is Marvel Spider-Man, which had a resurgence, I believe, through a PSN sale. Mm -hmm. um, eight is NBA 2K19. Nine is Mario Kart 8. That kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and ten is Days Gone. So Days Gone still holding it down, man. Well, I mean, it was that not that long ago? No, I know, but like meaning the mixed reviews, and it has come in and been a very top-selling PS4 game. It's generated a lot of interest. It was really uh, well received in Japan. They've, apparently, they've so put out a lot of good several patches since released. With since release, so I think that that has encouraged people who maybe were holding off on launch when there were some issues happening. Um, I know I had several bugs in my yeah, playthrough. Yeah, you guys played and, a much different version. So I'm actually contemplating jumping back in. And, and maybe trying to finish that game, even though it sounds like I still have about 20 to 30 hours to go, according to Greg. Yeah. But um, I've no, seen several patches, and so hopefully it'll improve the gameplay experience it's, quite a bit. It's a game with potential. I hope they stick with it in the long run. Um, I, I played quite a bit of it and intend to finish it. They released um, a horde mode, effectively, as well. It's, like, really tough, by the way. So they give you a loadout of stuff. You have, like, mini bombs already. You don't have to craft a bunch of stuff, in other words. And, like, literally... 
off to the races. Like you're, you start in, in the mission I played, like you're in a gazebo and you're just in the middle of the town and all of a sudden they start charging you. You just have to start like throwing stuff down and trying to mow them down. And so you try to stay as live as long as you can getting time by killing the enemies. So the more enemies you kill, right, you extend your timer. It's cool, but man, it was like- Stressful. Brutal and stressful. So anyway, a lot of uh, interesting top selling games there. The Marvel Spider-Man news was also interesting because as we noted, it was the best selling superhero game of all time. Um, And so that bumps Batman Arkham City off the top spot, which is impressive since it means that uh, Spider-Man outstripped a 2011 multi-platform release in just less than a year, Barrett. I know. Less it's impressive. than a year. It's Spider-Man impressive. is a powerful franchise, though. I mean, it's it's just insane. It was uh, it's funny. At IGN, I always remember, we put up the first 10 minutes of, uh, which Spider-Man was it? You remember this, Barrett? It was the first 10 minutes or whatever. It, oh, it was, it's uh, an insanely. The, ama- the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's insanely viewed because, of course, you could just watch for free the first 10 minutes of it. But Spider-Man period was always like Yeah, a big, I think still to this day game. that might be the most it watched IGN video ever. It's insane because uh, everybody was just watching it around the world. It's not a good movie, though. Um, there's some other stats in here about other best-selling superhero games. Do you want to note any of those, Andrea? Um. I mean, not think? particularly. Arkham I mean, City I do want to give a shout out to friend of the show, Matt Piscatella. He's the one who tweeted about these superhero games because obviously Comic-Con is happening down in San Diego where um, the guys are and Greg hosted the Marvel H panel yesterday. Um, the Marvel H? The Marvel in Hall H panel. H, wow. Uh, yesterday, and so basically this list of top 10 of superhero games is pretty much just a spider and batman list it is <laughs> it is injustice one and two made it in there um but and then you're right though it's lego batman mm-hmm. um but yeah it's funny out of, out of that good point i guess marvel superheroes for lego at number five was one of the only ones that wasn't you know batman or spider-man so yes anyway that date is through may 2019 by the way so we'll see if the summer sales change things at all um you know, maybe as another note, uh, what? Spider-Man, during its first three days on shelves, did sell over 3.3 million copies, which also made it the fastest-selling PlayStation exclusive mm-hmm. ever. I do think it's interesting looking at the Switch sales um, in relationship to PS4 and Xbox One. Microsoft and PlayStation have both announced their next-generation plans, so we are clearly going to see a slowdown in sales of current hardware because a lot of people who maybe had been holding off on buying one are like well why don't I just keep waiting until the next thing comes out next year or until I I get a big sale Uh, clearly in the fall we can anticipate those consoles being marked down even further in anticipation of a new wave of hardware coming in 2020 the thing that I think is going to be interesting to watch is the Nintendo Switch sales because not only have they announced Switch Lite which is coming in just a couple of months but then they announced this second Switch which is just a replacement Switch with a bigger battery, and I, I to go in depth into my concerns about this and what's good games this week, hmm. um, because I know the announcement happened earlier in the week for KFGD, and I just don't understand why <laughs> Nintendo's making this this call when their hardware was, you know, doing so well, and now there's going to cause a lot of market confusion. The because, battery, ver- well, I mean, it's a replacement though for but, what's on shelves, right? Like it's you a better version. You of think? It. I think so. Is, is it, it a bigger battery or is it a better processor that now it's, it's, can utilize yeah, it's a good the battery point. better? Technically speaking, all we mostly know that it's just improved tech that the battery yeah. life is better. They did focused. not specifically say that they're making processing power 
more efficient or better. We did get there that, was reports FTC, about, that FTC yeah, yeah. thing about the chip being fixed and all that, right? But it's better power. Nintendo well, hasn't, what Nintendo Nintendo hasn't specifically said that, though. Yeah, well, let's keep it simple. It's better power consumption, yeah. so the battery's better, give or take, whether it's big. The point is, it's better battery consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just trying to point out that, well, what they're doing is they're they're um, cycling out the previous first-gen Switch, and mm-hmm. it's just a new model, and it happens to have better power consumption. It's not like a brand new like Switch model. No, that makes sense. No, but that's why... It's like pretty normal. That was my concern, though, Fran, is that there's going to be market confusion because they can't just magically Get the old swap ones off out shelves. all of the right. old ones for oh, all, of the, all of the new ones. You just go look for the all red box. Right, because that, that's you know? a super easy thing yeah. to communicate to consumers all over the world well, here, who are buying digitally online I mean, the and not, part, buying, so, or not buying their Switch inside of a Best Buy or GameStop or a Target with someone to explain it to them. But right? the, price, a, the price needs to be yeah. different. That's the simple I would imagine answer. That, like, it won't be confusing when... This drink costs, you know, a dollar forty nine, and this one costs a dollar seventy nine. They didn't say they were dropping the price of the other. That's one, the part I yeah. think we're all pausing on. I would assume when they put them next to each other, they're not going to sell them for the same price because that would just be. Why criminal. would they say that? That's what I said. That's what. <laughs> that's my point. Is but, like this is why it's confusing to me. Is that if you're going to bring a new piece of hardware that's better than the current piece of hardware, right? Like we can all agree that this new switch and this bright red box is better than the switches that we all have. And you have to have a definitive marketing campaign around explaining to consumers why this new switch is the one that they want, right? And to me, I just don't understand why they wouldn't wait to add more features to that new switch to entice people like us to go, oh, well, I still have my switch and it works perfectly fine, you know, versus this one that just has, that's, currently just being marketed as having better battery life i think that there's two reasons one it's they're they're gonna announce a price drop for the original one i assume once it gets closer you assume no reason to announce it now because if people are on the fence of whether they want to buy it now yeah they're gonna they're gonna want to wait and then the second reason is because nintendo knows that they can put out a console that's slightly better and people will buy it because like sorry go ahead at some point, they're going to bring out, like, next year, they're going to be like, oh, hey, now we're going to do a console that has a bigger screen. And, like, people are going to want to buy that, too. But then that's now a fourth Switch skew. I, I think it's totally like, normal, like, actually. It doesn't yeah. bother Switch me at all. Skews there, there have been. Right, but, like, you don't understand. Like, the DS ones, though, were each individually branded. This is not mm-hmm. being branded as, a like, a Switch Lite or a but Switch Pro or a Switch Plus. Because it, yes, it's just I meant want, to replace I the old I want a one. more powerful Switch well, that I has a variety of new features, but that's not, not just a better battery. You have to wait. Like, don't buy this next Switch. My point, Kevin. We made what My point is that it's confusing to consumers that they have this this weird I think that's on purpose, bright though. red box switch. Yeah, I, I think it's totally on purpose. I think it's shitty. It if you think it's that, absolutely if shitty. If you think that that's on purpose yeah. and Nintendo's purposely trying to confuse consumers, that's bad. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, but Nintendo what? also <laughs> super successful and like one right. of the reasons why. Is I don't think split. this is as big of a deal as y'all yeah, are yeah, making it Yeah, this is like going on a long time. Because yeah. like PlayStation has done this. Like there are there were like three different PS4 SKUs throughout this generation of small improvements and they didn't market it out as like some big like you need to get this one. It's just little tinkering that like they're just trying to get out on sure. shelves. The way, the way the news came out could be confusing. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the root of the issue is what I'm getting at and I was joking that 
it if this was a, let's call it switch therapy. I want to get to the heart <laughs> of the matter. I think we got a breakthrough, Andrew. You're not frustrated that Avenue Skew that the battery is like improved. It's that you Correct. want a better switch. You didn't want this announcement. Is that right? Yeah, of course. That's don't what we all she's want mad it. about don't everybody. We all want a switch and I'm pro. mad about that too. I love that you're trying to stave we, off people being mean to me in the comments. No, friend. I'm really not. It's the it was actually just the I'm with you. In other words, like I dis I don't care about the new switch model as long as by the time that thing ends up on shelves, if I see the red box next to the old box, that one's cheaper than that. I don't care. Yeah, that's all, and that's clear all I branded. want. We but, just want we just want the old one to be cheaper. But what we really want, we all wanted a bet we wanted a new processor that offers 1080p gaming, Breath of the Wild on the go with a good battery life, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, one of the new Nintendo that. Switch. We all want that. So mm. I think we can all agree on that. But see? again, the PS4 went through like two or three SKUs before the PS4 Pro came out. So exactly. Just saying. All right. We got to move on to our third story. We didn't even get to that because the Switch is cool. All right. Uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, was at a Comic-Con panel and they teased Miss Marvel. This story comes way of uh, Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Um, as Andrew is clacking away, I was going to ask, like, do you want to go through this? Or you want me to just read through it? I am asking somebody to clarify <laughs> She's still on it. claim. Just... Just all right. to clarify, that's Let's all. Let's get back to that. Andrea, can you walk me through the Marvel's Avenger Comic-Con panel stuff? Yes, I um, can, friend. Miss Marvel, yeah. So as you guys know, kind of funny zone, Greg Miller hosted a panel in San Diego at Comic-Con yesterday for Marvel. They talked about multiple things, including Marvel's Avengers, the game from Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix. They had a bunch of the voice talent there on the panel, which was really cool. They showed some of that behind-closed-doors demo that everybody got to see at E3 yeah, you see if you went gameplay. to the... If you went to the Marvel's Avengers booth um, in the South Hall, and they did a little bit, um, how do I describe this? They made a dramatic pause in, in certain areas from the reports that we have seen. So why don't I just go ahead and read from? Um, yeah, Michael McWhorter. From gone. yeah, from his report. And essentially, the idea now that's floating around is that Ms. Marvel has been teased as being part of Marvel's Avengers. Uh, so Mike writes, Square Enix and developers from Crystal Dynamics gave Marvel fans a new look at the upcoming Avengers video game. And the biggest reveal, perhaps, was the appearance of Ms. Marvel, also Kamala Khan, who will play an unspecified role in Marvel's Avengers. In an extended gameplay look at the Marvel's Avengers uh, panel featuring characters like Hulk and Black Widow battling bad guys like Taskmaster, Kamala Khan wearing a Captain Marvel t-shirt, no less, appears as a bystander to the action. Khan watches the action unfold in San Francisco on A-Day, a celebration of the Avengers that goes horribly wrong and flees amid the chaos. Fans have speculated... That Kamala is the narrator heard in the debut trailer that we saw at E3, in which she talks about meeting the heroes she idolizes, while also lamenting, we all lost something that day, but that's not how this story ends. The debut trailer may also provide some insight into Ms. Marvel's origins in Marvel's Avengers. In the Marvel comics, Kamala Khan gained her shape-shifting inhuman powers after exposure to Terrigan, a fictional substance in the Marvel Universe. Did I say that right? Probably not. A substance that appeared briefly in the game's debut trailer. One unconfirmed rumor posted to the Reset Era forums indicated that in the early portions of Marvel's Avengers, at least, Ms. Marvel will be a core member of the Avengers team alongside Iron Man and Hulk as they try to rebuild. Kamala Khan has appeared in a handful of Marvel video games since her comics debut in 2013, including Lego Marvel's Avengers, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. But her role in Marvel's Avengers sounds potentially more central to the story than her appearance in other Marvel games. So, 
it's hinting that there might be Miss Marvel stuff is the short of that. Yeah, one. I mean, listen, Miss <laughs> Marvel has been in these other games, but I think it would be really awesome if they gave her a more front and center role in Marvel's Avengers, especially since there we've seen so much of these characters, right? These five characters that, you know, we've got to have all along through the MCU and um, they've clearly had starring roles in some of their own games and several other Marvel branded games. So yeah, I think it's Ms. Marvel's time. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. But Marvel's Avengers is so far away, it Andrea. Is. If I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? Why, friend, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. No. Yeah. I'm really bad at that, I know. All right, uh, so coming out today is, speaking of Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah! The Black Order on Switch. Barrett, you all over Fuck that? Fuck, yes, I oh, yeah. am. Wow. I played F-bomb. like the first uh, two hours yesterday. Wow. And man, it's just, it, it's like People going are... back to, to like uh, high school for wow. me. I'm playing like the, the first two. It's like it's... two years ago. <sighs> Shut up, Fran. <laughs> But uh, it's, no, it's, people it's, are really it's, digging this. It's exactly a ha- as I remember the original games being, and I love it, and nice. I'm excited to play the rest of it. All right. Redeemer Enhanced Edition is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Lost Ember is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Welcome to Hanwell is coming to Xbox One. Astro Bears headed to Switch. Jim is moving out. With an exclamation mark. <laughs> All right. It's coming to Switch. Yeah, I wish that, that said up, Barrett. Barrett's moving out. <laughs> It's close. Uh, Mini Trains is coming to Switch. Kalluk, uh, C O L L O C, is coming to PC. Uh, Hack.88 is coming to PC. Gory Tail, one word, coming to PC and Mac. And subs are coming to Twitch TV slash FM3. No, um, subs are coming to PC. <laughs> Barrett, you pulled up. What'd yeah. you pull up? Jim is moving out. Oh, Jim is moving out. All right, let's take a look, everybody. Right, it's got an exclamation, boy. To move, to breathe, to fly, to oh. float, to gain all while you give, to roam oh, the roads. Oh, it was too fast. There was a quote. Oh. It, so it's a square. If you were just listening, you're moving around a square with like a fridge and a TV and a. It's like you're moving a square with your. With a house. little square. Yeah, you're so like, like a little So maybe. it looks like it's there's a, tiny a little tiny red square with a very serious mustache. Yeah, maybe um, that's Jim. And he's inside this mini apartment, so it's a tiny square inside a bigger rectangle. Okay. You're moving it around outside a bunch of yeah, other buildings. Oh, and stuff's falling out, so you gotta oh, be... Oh, wait, look at one oh, of the... Oh, there's two, there's two things. One of the walls is gone. So you're mm. trying to keep stuff in this square and whatever. It's interesting. You're just slowly moving along. All right, we should probably move on. Brand's um, like, I'm bored. No. Uh, <laughs> I just said, you know, you can only, there's a lot of people listening. You don't need to describe the weird mustache thing and the thing with the eye and the whatever was going on with uh, Jim is moving out. Nobody else is as excited as that title indicates. All right. Um, deals of the day we might want to circle back on. I had pulled up uh, Wario 64, which of course is a great place to head for that. I guess Bayonetta's on Steam uh, and it's only four bucks. Yeah, hmm. uh, but oh, but that's at two game with the code summer twenty. That's a really good deal. Vanquish is also four bucks with the codes. Check out Wario sixty four on Twitter. I like those. We'll come back if there's any other one. Now, of course, we're going to be getting into reader mail where you can write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, where you can get the show ad free. But speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Quip. 
Packing your toiletries somehow always involves a delicate game of stacking and space hacking. And don't get us started on lotion exploding all over our dop kit. We all know that's that kit that you bring with you. We always talk about the word dop kit and... Nobody knew. Anyway, that's why Quip electric toothbrushes work just as well at home as they do on the go. The compact and wireless design tucks easily in the corner of your carry-on or your back pocket if you're just spending the night. Plus, the travel-ready cover protects your brush from sandy swimsuits and luggage luggage slip-ups. That is important. Yes. And... And a three-month battery life will last through a season filled with the weekends away. They're making life even easier than ever to keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine when you're out of the office. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your mouth evenly. Multi-use cover works as a stand, mounts to mirrors, and slides over your bristles to pack and protect your quip on the go. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist's recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of five-star verified reviews. We love Quip. Quip. Greg is traveling with it right now down at Comic-Con. And uh, Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash games, again, if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. All right, next up, 23andMe. This is a service I use, actually. So this is an easy ad read for me. I'm a big fan of it. And uh, maybe we'll tell you more about that in a second. So we live in a world where we have access to data that gives us more personal insights into who we are. What's more personalized than your actual DNA. Now we can turn to our genetics for personalized health traits and more. 23andMe allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about you based on your DNA. With more than 125 genetic reports, you can even gain insights about your health, traits, and more. Receiving your personalized genetic reports is just the beginning. You can take your next steps by talking to your healthcare provider or considering lifestyle changes like adjusting your sleep habits or caffeine consumption. Speaking of which, the new Deep Sleep Report is out. If you always suspected that you feel more sleepy than others after missing out on a night of sleep, you might not be imagining things. Your genes might be in involved. There's also a new saturated fat and weight report. Saturated fat and weight report can tell you about how your genetics may impact your body's response to your diet. Learn if you're more likely to weigh more on a diet high in saturated fat, even if you consume the same number of calories. So see what your genes can say about your health traits and more and buy your health plus ancestry service kit today at 23andme.com games. That's the number 23andme.com slash games. All right. Let's move on to reader mail. Let's do it, Fran. All right. Let's start with the first one. There was a lot of NPD numbers. This one comes in from Borzin00. Good morning, Frandria. NPD 
numbers are out, and no surprise, the Switch is the top-selling console for 2019 so far. And is this really a surprise to anyone? The Sony and Microsoft are winding. The Sony and Microsoft are winding down this generation, and Nintendo seems to just be getting started with the Switch Lite, probably a Pokemon machine that will print money. Is it safe to assume Nintendo will lose this momentum when the PS5 and Xbox come? Uh, Xbox Next comes out, or will Nintendo somehow continue to outsell the next generation? It's a great question. Uh, Nintendo is on fire right now, and I think it's awesome to see that they're bringing the Switch Lite out at the perfect time, you know, as uh, Borzen said here, a, a Pokemon machine. It's hard to know in fall 2020 if they're going to be able to continue to maintain that momentum. I think if they bring a Switch Pro or like a new Nintendo Switch out when they launch the sequel for Breath of the Wild. That could potentially help them maintain momentum. But we have seen in the past that The Legend of Zelda hasn't always been the biggest hardware booster for them. Yeah. It, it was clearly at launch because it was one of the yeah. only things you could play on the right. Switch. It was like a no-brainer. Um, but Mario, the the Mario Brothers franchise has always yeah. been their number Mario one hardware Kart seller. In, um, in addition to Pokemon, it's those two franchises that um, make the most amount of money for Nintendo. Yeah. So... I don't know. It, it, we're really going to have to see what the lineup is for whatever Xbox brings and what the lineup is for PS5. I think PS5... Yeah, we don't even know when PS5 comes out, technically. Right. I mean, I think we can all assume that it's going to be holiday 2020, um, but we don't have a definitive date for either of those consoles yeah. yet. Hope it is. But if if they if PS5 can maintain any of the momentum that they had from PS4, they're in the best position. I think the real kind of X factor here is what Microsoft is going to do with all of their new studios because as much as I love Halo and I'm yeah. very excited about Halo Infinite, that's only going to push seller, yeah. that console to a specific market of gamers, right? Right. Yeah, it's one game as you said even with uh, Switch, like if you weren't into Zelda, there was still a big question of like, well, it's Switch for me, but when Mario Kart came around and other stuff. So we'll see. I, uh, you know, been following Nintendo a very long time and I mean, traditionally, they will start to struggle, um, you know, in the next few years. Now, that doesn't mean like struggle in a bad way, but meaning like we're seeing some boosts and you're just naturally going to have a come down from it. You're going to have the excitement of like big next gen hardware, especially with whatever Sony is cooking out there that we haven't even seen yet. But I will say, Switch is just in the most unique market that Nintendo's been in a while. Like, it's still going to be, you, you can't take the Xbox One and PlayStation 5 with you like you will be able to switch. Yes, you can make an argument. I can bring the phone with me with Xbox Cloud, and we'll see what Sony's offering. I think there's going to be some parity between that and Stadia and everything. But, um, but Switch is Switch, and that's actually really interesting. Nobody's challenging it. So I actually think, contrary to what I was getting at, I think the next few years for them will be pretty solid. Like you said, they got some good releases. Beyond the, let's call it 2021, when next gen is really starting to hit, I mean, Look, we just need, like Andrea is saying, by then, if they're still doing Switch, we need like a freaking amazing Switch probably by then. And and we, we need cloud service from Nintendo mm -hmm. by then. And this and so much more would be a good topic for Gamescast. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because the 2038 Pokemon CEO says the Switch Lite <laughs> is handheld only. How about a Switch Pro docked only? Increased specs, <laughs> take up more battery life, and battery technology has been stagnant. Best features would be locked in docked play. It would create a three-tier system, handheld only, best of both worlds, and docked only. I think that is an opportunity potentially for Nintendo to offer more of a high-end experience and bring in to the fold some of the third-party partners that have been avoiding uh, yeah. 
releasing their stuff on the Switch, which has been Nintendo's problem, you know, really since pre-Wii. Yeah, because of, of right? the power. Yeah, like, where's Borderlands 3? Like, it, it, I'm sure they would bring it. It's just not going to be an easy port. Right, um, And exactly. maybe that's something that they're working on. But um, I think it's a pretty big challenge with the hardware currently. So When Nintendo originally was fix it. at the beginning of the the PS4 and the Xbox One life cycle, when we knew that Nintendo wasn't going to be at parity for this generation, um, you know, I think a lot of us were kind of concerned about what's going to happen. And then they announced Nintendo Switch midway through the generation and they, you know, did so well with it. I think now that they are off cycle from the other two consoles, it's actually a better market position for Nintendo to be in because it allows people who want a specific console gaming experience to spend their money at the beginning of the generation and to get your, you know, your whatever's coming from Xbox and your PS5 and then you know, two or three years into that generation, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing from Nintendo. Nintendo has always been the best at selling their product to people who love Nintendo. And that's why they've been able to stay successful for as long as they have, because they have a very specific section of the gaming market. And so I think that if they can continue with with what they're doing off cycle, it'll help them remain successful. I think if they try to pivot and compete with Xbox and PlayStation, that they're going to, run into some issues yeah that's why like i like the idea in general of a dock system but then i would just be like but what am i buying it for because i am not going to buy it for borderlands and watchdogs i'm going to buy xbox next and ps5 you know so to speak so i don't like i don't mind that idea but the truth is i want i i'm more focused on i want to be able to play like a really nice screen 1080p on the road you know frankly like the current ipads are quite beautiful machines and the gaming looks great on them we don't have an equivalent let's call it for switch and i think there's an opportunity there uh the dock is not a bad idea but i'm more focused on i'll take a bigger switch if it's a bigger battery a better screen all the above um i think there's an opportunity there and maybe that's what we'll see uh in the future but not not knocking the idea pokemon ceo all right what else uh do we want to take this uh other question in here about um let's see parker's asking the past few years we have seen an increase in games being released in january to april um more than we did just five to ten years ago do you think we will see an increase in games being released in summer months in the future so that the spring and fall months can be better balanced with releases what do you think andrea i don't think that no no i think all on the lake for the summer and that's just the, that's it summer is the time when people are away from their houses they're away from their consoles obviously the portability of, of, of things is is much easier now right with your like your portable screens and and things like that but i don't think that we're ever going to see a big flux in summer releases like we saw in Q1 over the last three to four years. Yeah, wallets are only so big as well. Uh, I, I do think you get a natural, like, there's more to buy. There is more to buy than ever now. It's insane across all platforms. So you, you do see a natural filling out, but yeah, like, summer just tends to be slower for everybody. Like, the developers themselves are also cranking so hard to meet releases. So in other words, there's only so many developers that are shooting for this quality, so many marketing campaigns, so many wallets opening up. I'm glad that you mentioned marketing campaigns because that's something that sometimes gamers don't think about as consumers is that when you look at the marketing spend of available inventory to advertise your game in the summer, you're competing with all of these giant blockbuster movies for advertising space. So that means like 
physical billboards, yeah, sides of buses, big. ad inventory on popular geek and gaming websites. And so when you're competing against, you know, the movie studio, the, the movie studios well. who have, you know, these gigantic marketing budgets, it becomes more and more difficult for AAA or AA games to compete in the advertising space. And so I think that's also another reason why you're not going to see a big influx of game releases in the summer yeah. because they just don't want to spend the extra money that it would require to buy that same ad space that they could buy mm-hmm. in October or November when movie season really slows down before you know yeah. the December releases that they would have to spend in July to compete against you know your giant you know movies like your yeah. Hobbs and Shaws of the world, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and when you think about it, though, too, it's like, look, we're talking probably only about June and July. I mean, the end of August tends to like start getting some stuff. We've seen Monster Hunters released in that period of time and other big game like Madden comes out then and some other stuff. So um, it's not like it's devoid. I think our expectation is like when you look at something like September to November, for example, it's insane. There's way too much to play and too much to choose from. So I actually don't think in summer's that bad, but it is slow. You kind of get bored and um, there's so much going around. But like Super Mario Maker just came out. I mean, that's pretty big and uh, I'm sure there's a big release in July. I just think with games as services, this whole idea of slow slow seasons is kind of going away anyway. That's what, yeah. You know what I mean? Like getting at. The Division 2 has new stuff coming out. Destiny 2 has new stuff out right now. I mean, there's a, we always see things from summer seasons, like Overwatch has their summer season stuff happening. And like, there's a lot of opportunity for people to jump back into a games as service that maybe they were taking a break from because they Mm -hmm. were playing a game like Days Gone. Or maybe exactly. they're still playing like Sekiro or one of the other AAAs that they missed from the spring. So I'm actually, I, I, I'm confident that we won't see summer become that like really big busy as period. The and I, I, yeah. and I hope it stays that way. I, I like yeah. the fact that summer's a little bit slower because it gives us a chance Give to a catch up on everything. Let that us we go missed. to E3, but then take off the weekend after and like not worry about a huge game. Also, that's going outside out for a while is not a bad thing. It's good for you. Go outside, see the sun where you yeah. can. All right. Now it's time for Squad Up. We've actually got a couple to choose from today. Do you want to go over both or pick one? Or you, Why you, not do both? Let's do it. We're breaking all the rules. Los dos. Barrett can't stop us. I will. Nah, do it, I mean, Andrew. he can stop us. Uh, okay, so Brendan is up first, and um, I changed your platform because Brendan you did say you wanted friends for the PS5 which is not out yet I'm sure that was just how a, dare you censor his ambition just a mistake uh, so <laughs> Brendan Owitz underscore 627 says I mainly play Apex Legends so if anyone wants to play some rounds I usually play in the evenings Easter daylight Eastern stop knocking daylight his typos. Time you know what he means on the weekends uh, and Prime then Rabs time. says hit me up on Twitter at the black rabbi with two, that's R-A-B-B-Y. Yeah. Uh, he wants to play some League of Legends, looking to yeah. form a team to compete in Risen Esports Rampage League, looking for those between Silver 4 to Gold 4. We'll be doing this for fun, but we can take it as seriously as you want. So if you uh, want to get into some LOL action. There you go. Get to, get in those LOL. So again, that's at the Black Rabbi on Twitter, and that's Brendan O. Witz underscore 627. Brendan O. Witz underscore 627 we'll leave them in the uh what comments uh description description yeah description check the description on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and your podcast services oh and there too podcast services around the globe all right let's check your wrong let's see what we got wrong as usual a lot of stuff in here everybody now i hope that it's all wrong (laughs) 
Uh, no, there's not. I mean, I've been going through all of this. It's a lot of it's um, a lot of it's repeat stuff. So we did during our Nintendo Switch discussion, we did talk about the new chip and it being a more efficient use of battery mm-hmm. instead of a physical bigger battery. But I appreciate everybody who dropped in. That's fair. Like super nerdy posts about the NVIDIA chip that we are not going to go into I think now. it's fair. It's, it's a more power efficient chip. Yeah. That helps the battery, but it's not like we're, we're pushing. It's not a physically bigger battery. We're not battery. pushing higher quality uh, right. graphics with this. Uh, a missed new date for the nanobiologist. Kingdom Hearts VR experience um, is going to be released in the U.S. on the July, on July 25th for PSVR. It was first released in Japan oh. and now comes with Olympus Coloss- Coliseum, Coliseum World. world. Mm-hmm. That's a word. I thought it was Colossus at first, too. I just didn't read it all. It's, it's you know, Square and Kingdom Hearts. It could have easily been that. What else? Um, um, they talk in different versions of PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we said there were many different yes, versions. Yes, Barrett clarified that. that. Yep. Um, let's see here. This is not breaking mm, news. Looks good. There I guess this is from, from Ill Girl Chill. This is maybe just some like more detail. some interesting. I mean, but I don't know if this. I, um, I like it. I think it's useful. Why not? Sure. Like Assuming it's accurate. Yeah, so he just <laughs> mentions some top franchises for Nintendo. Would be good if you could drop your source in here for us, yeah, I mean, please. But basically, he says what that, you said. Yeah, the Super Mario franchise is, of course, the number one franchise for Nintendo with total sales, I believe. This is total sales so. of the it's franchise across all of Nintendo's platforms at $627.5 million. And then Pokemon in at number two with half that, less than half that, at three hundred and one point five. Five million, uh, the Wii series, which is like, is that like Wii Sports? Yeah, probably. Um, probably, yeah. Oh is, yeah, I mean, Wii at, Fit was like, I think some like seventy or eighty million. It's yeah, it's probably so at two hundred and three million. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, just one sixth of Super Mario at uh, one hundred and five million. Donkey Kong at seventy five million. Yeah. Super Smash Bros at fifty three million. Game and Watch, yeah, at forty three million. Heck yeah, and Kirby at thirty eight million. So I mean. This is not controversial. Like, of course, Super Mario is Nintendo's. No. It's interesting, though, because like, there's a lot of different. Mar- is this like Dr. Mario and Mario Kart? And, I believe like, anything that's just- branded under the Super Mario exactly. franchise. Like this one's a. Yeah. Li- it's not a bad list, but I'd rather see the traditional Nintendo Mario uh, game separated from, say, Mario Kart and so on. But- Why? It's the characters well, that are selling those I know. games. I'm, I'm more interested games. type of game, if that makes sense. Oh, I'm not. I know. Whatever. I, it was what you said. This yeah. matches what you said. I'm just more interested in like what type of game from Nintendo sells the most. It's, it's probably still platformers. Ooh, you mean it's probably still Super Mario. Yeah, platformers versus. Well, actually, but I Mario, think Mario Kart, Kart might was, outsell. The number, you see what I'm saying? Isn't Mario Kart the number one selling Switch yes. game right now? Yes, Mario but Kart 8? that's what I'm getting. If you go all the way back to the 80s or whatever, like if you add all that up, how does it like net out? Because there's only been that so many. That seems Mario like a big games. project. Ill grill chill, you got it. Cook these numbers up for the next show. Anyway, um, anything else, Andrew? No, I'm um, gonna wind things down. I it's think Friday. That is it. Uh, the only thing up here at the top, um, two things from the nanobiologist: getting past 1,000 supporters on hit Kebab's Lego set gives you six more months to get 5,000 supporters, which is the next milestone for the review process. So a good clarification there. And then um, he also said, Andrea got the Xbox Live gold laps incorrect. You only lose the Xbox One games when your sub lapses and you get them back when you resubscribe. 
Um, I, thought I, thought that, that. I thought that I said that. We said a lot. But of oh no, here's the that. correction. You keep all of the 360 games you get, even if your gold laps, uh, <sighs> your gold lapses. But like, come on, really, okay. nanobiologists? Who's That's fine? Who's still downloading and playing 360 Useful games? Useful information. Plenty of Andrea. people. Thank you, Nano. Appreciate Plenty it. of people. All right. Plenty. Before we end the show, shameless plugs, Andrea. Where can we find you next and? Always. Um, you can find me at Andrea Renee on Twitter. I uh, recently tweeted my Lego Tower Ben Andrea Renee uh, with my friend code. So if you guys want to be friends and share and tip each other bucks in Lego Tower, um, please do make sure that you put your code if you're tweeting to me so I can add your name. Because right now I just have a bunch of friends that are just letters and numbers. Um, that's Sirens, Sirens on our end. end. We always have to tell people apparently. And I already talked about uh, What's Good Games at the top of the show. Fran? Quiet Siren. Uh, yes, as for me, this is your moment, by the way, if you like me on the show and want to support me. And I do mean it. I would love to keep doing this. But, you know, I do a lot of different things. So please take this moment. You got to step away from the page to do it. <laughs> support me over at twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. Uh, and you can find me there for Fran FM3 Fridays, usually about 6 p.m. Pacific time. In fact, tonight, if I can figure it out, because I'm using my phone and I'm like, how do I shut off everything? Or like, I just want to play Sky, the new game from Genova mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chen, the creator of Journey and that team. What is it? That oh, uh, that game company. Is mm-hmm. it still them? or is it, But anyway, it's a beautiful it game. Thinking of playing that tonight. Obviously, I play a lot of Destiny and uh, maybe sometimes I go back to Days Gone, stuff like that. You can also easily support me without even being around just when you head to the Epic Game Store at Fran Mirabella or use Fran Mirabella as the creator code. All right, that's enough plugs, but we love and need your support. And same for Kind of Funny Games. We really appreciate all you best friends. It's been an amazing show. Barrett, thank you for your work. Kevin, eh, whatever. Who cares about Kevin? Fuck him. Andrea. Fuck him. It's been a fantastic Frandria Renee Friday, and we'll catch you all very soon.